Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. This week, we have an epic series kicking off, How to Become a Better Athlete. It's all about athletic performance. Today, we're going to be diving deep into why programming is so important for athletic performance and uh, most specifically, progressive overload. What's up, tribe? It is great to be here on a Monday morning. It's a rainy Monday morning here in Sydney, Australia. I am graced with uh, the presence of the voice of God, Richard Lellies. How are you, Rich? I'm good, thanks, Yanni. I don't know how I ever got the voice of God title, but um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of like it. it. I can't, I'm kind of growing used to it. <laughs> It's because you can't see you in the in the stream, but you can hear your voice coming over everybody else. It's fantastic. I love it. I'm going to keep rolling with it. Anyway, listen, before we dive in, guys, um, if you are watching on the replay on YouTube, smash that like button. It supports our channel. Show us some love. Let us know what you think about today's discussion in the comments section. Uh, you can answer the question of the day yourselves. And a big shout out to everyone on the podcast. Uh, massive shout out to everyone joining us live in the Movement Mastermind private Facebook group. Uh, if you haven't already and you're on the podcast or you're watching the stream on YouTube, get yourself over there. Search for UMS Movement Mastermind on Facebook. Uh, you can request to join. We will approve you as soon as you agree to abide by the code of conduct. And then you can interact live and ask questions and uh, just be more awesome, basically. Uh, so today's discussion, we're kicking off a series on how to become a better athlete. And this is, uh, this is moving into what we call phase three of our season of podcasts. Uh, it is... For the advanced uh, people among us, the people who have been training for a few years, have been putting in the work, uh, have been seeing some good results, and uh, are ready to take their performance to the next level. And uh, and this week, you know, it's going to be fun because I got Rad back on the show tomorrow. Uh, albeit he may not have a voice, he's uh, he's he's lost his voice, uh, but um, we're going to have a crack at it, and uh, and we're going to throw some stones this week uh, because. This is where we get to poke holes in uh, other programs. And uh, I'm in a hole poking mood today, I tell you what. So uh, I'm gonna try to keep this as amicable as possible, but uh, we have a big problem with, with uh, a lot of um, uh, program, programming or, or the lack thereof programming. And, th and the reason is because uh, somewhere along the lines, uh, a, lot of, a lot of personal trainers uh, who don't um, uh, level up their knowledge of uh, uh, like fundamental knowledge of strength and conditioning, sports and exercise science, whatever it is, uh, and uh, they, they become entertainers, not personal trainers. And, uh, and they, they feel the need to entertain people first and deliver results second, or if at all. And, uh, and unfortunately, that's become quite prevalent in the group exercise and boot camp uh, arena as well and I think it was due to largely due to the explosion of popularity in boot camps uh, where boot camps you uh, you kind of have to think outside the square a little bit because you don't have often have access to uh, the full kit uh, the full gym kit and you have to start thinking about other ways to stimulate muscle um, development uh, strength development uh, fitness development things like that uh, but but then that that um, and, and, you know, we prove that you can still do those things in at-home workouts, in our at-home workouts without any equipment at all. You can still deploy proper strength and conditioning and get incredible results. 
Uh, so there was there's no, there's no need to just tr you know throw all reason and logic out the window, but unfortunately people did, and people started to just use really um, complex movement patterns because they're you know um, they're they're they're, ch they're challenging. They get people moving. They do burn calories, which is a which is a positive, uh, but unfortunately they're very hard to progress and. Uh, but people find it challenging and then think uh, and then confuse that initial challenge as th that they're getting results. And uh, and then that bled over into the group exercise sphere and it became really, really obvious in uh, in, you know, a, a number of very popular group exercise brands uh, and, and gyms. And uh, and the reality is is that it, it, it creates a glass ceiling. And today I'm going to explain to you why. You know, initially getting moving in any manner is a really good thing, and that's great, uh, especially for a beginner who's, you know, um, not very well trained yet, uh, because it's going to displace calories, it's going to um, uh, produce endorphins, it's going to do all a lot of the surface benefits to exercise. But uh, unfortunately, after a a short period of time for some people it's uh, it's a month for others it might be 12 weeks uh it, you you hit a glass ceiling because there's just no, no there's no progressive overload it's very hard to progress complex movement patterns that challenge coordination uh and and you know that's that, that, that's one of the big topics that we're going to be um driving home this week that that uh, coordination is a major limiting factor in your uh, one's ability to progress to progress in strength to progress in flexibility and to progress in skill and and uh, therefore you know the the very nature of using really complex movement patterns to uh, to entertain people in a workout to make them feel like they're being challenged uh, when when you know it's the it's the nature of progressive overload, overloading the muscles, overloading the nervous system, uh, creating more intensity, more volume, um, and then the last variable being progressive overload, which we're going to discuss in depth on Wednesday's show, uh, is um, it's a real mistake. It's a real mistake, and uh, and this is something that. You know, a good program makes, uh, it, it, like, number one, first and, uh, and foremost, a really, really successful program that's going to improve athletic performance, uh, uh, you know, works to eliminate uh, the coordination barrier as quickly as possible, you know, by drilling down technique, form and technique. And in order to do that, you need to repeat the same movement uh, a number of times so that you actually become proficient in that movement, you know. And the sweet spot seems to be, you know, um, uh, uh, maybe four to six workouts on that movement. But a lot of the gyms, you know, they market. You never do the same workout twice. You never. It's all about entertainment. It's all about doing something totally different for you, uh, so that you feel entertained. You feel like you're doing, you know, uh, even the, <laughs> the 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 wildly popular and successful P90X program. They marketed on this concept of muscle confusion, which was a fabricated. Um, uh, notion that if you confuse the muscle over and over again, it, uh, it, 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 it adapts faster and you get a better result. And, you know, that is, that is very, very loose use of a methodology in strength and conditioning where you are forcing an adaptation through new stimulus. But, but then you have a period of time where you learn that new stimulus you, and then you have a, 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 an opportunity to develop strength and skill in that new stimulus. And then after a period of time, 
that what we call super compensation effect starts to diminish and then it's time to reintroduce new stimulus. You don't do it every day. Doing it every day completely fails to capitalize on a, on a myriad of really important strength and conditioning principles that, um, that every, that w which are what people are generally training for, right? Yeah. People yeah. are generally training for an improvement in athletic performance, which usually comes in the form of either fitness, strength, or flexibility, or a combination of all of the three if you work out at Unity Gym, you know. Uh, and then from there, you can deploy that into specific skills or exercise specification, whether that be in a hobby, a sport, or a profession. You it's know? pretty funny though, isn't it? Like, for how many decades of research gone into um, you know, hypertrophy trainings, uh, uh, strength and conditioning. Um, for some reason, now personal trainers are just chucking all of that out the window just to entertain. Oh, this is what my client wants. This is what they, you know, feel like they need. I'm going to give that to them rather than sticking to what they know is best, and that's you know, progressive overload. Sticking yeah. with the same thing but changing the variables to get the um, adaptation. Yeah, exactly. And and I think it comes through. Uh, it's bred through a lack of um, understanding and a lack of knowledge. But then you get this. I mean, you and I worked in uh, in 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 a big big like the biggest sort of chain gym in Australia, Fitness First for for a period of time. So did Rad, and you get this thing going on where. Um, a, a trainer can become successful uh, in, a, in a number of ways. One is just through time, through sheer grit, determination and time they build up a client base because they're there for a long period of time. They're not necessarily a really well-educated trainer. Mm. Uh, and then another one comes through, you know, the obvious, which is education. You become very, very good at delivering results and then you get a reputation for delivering results, which is the way we hope to become successful. Mm -hmm. And and then word spreads and people want to train with you because you are known for the tra being the trainer at the gym that delivers results. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, um, a lot of other people become successful by mimicking what they see other people doing, not understanding it at all, but um, basically going, oh, wow, that guy's doing something new and exciting over there. And they follow fads. You know, they mm -hmm. do these little fad courses that mm -hmm. introduce a concept that someone's made up with no scientific backing or research behind it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And then deploy that and, and, and in, in, a, in an attempt to continually entertain their client and their client thinks, wow, this guy's really upskilling. He's up to date with all the current, you know, research. They they put their trust in you thinking that there is sufficient uh, uh, research backing whatever the, the new fad is that they're being thrown at. Mm. Uh, like stability training, anti-stability training was a huge fad when we were at Fitness First. And, and all of a sudden you had people squatting on fitballs mm. or attempting to and falling off and hurting themselves. And I've seen some bizarre videos of people loading up with a barbell, a, a back squat on a on a on a fitball or a, 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 a what do you call? I don't know what you call it in America, an exercise ball. You know, yeah. the Bosu balls that, that st stood for both side up because you had a flat plastic surface on one side and a and a and a rubber half dome that uh, inflated on the other side, and it was an anti-stability tool, and they were so popular for yeah. a while. You know, and they come out with these exercise fads that are that are. Um, that are deployed into the gym and then you know people people take that out onto the uh, the the gym floor and then every trainer sees it and sees the client looking like they're having fun 
and being entertained. And, uh, and then they go, oh, I'm just going to do that because that looks like it's working. You know, mm. they've got no clue whether it's actually going to deliver a result or not. And in most cases, it doesn't because coordination becomes a limiting factor. And that's all that the client improves on. Mm. And you get good at doing that bizarre movement, but you, it doesn't carry over to any, anything else. And that's yep. what we're, when it comes down to it, and this is the thing, and I think this should be the key take home today for everyone listening to the podcast when we train in the gym, we don't train to be good at training in the gym. And yep. this, is, this is this thing, this, this, this principle that we've been teaching our tribe for years now, which is that training and, and performance are two different things. When we go to the gym, we train so that we perform well outside of the gym. And that may just be in life. That may just be building confidence. When we're strong and supple and pain-free, we're more confident. We're, we're yeah. more likely to excel in other areas of our life. You know, yeah. When we're unhealthy, it costs us money. It, co it, it affects our career. It affects yeah. the way we think. It affects our energy levels. It affects our performance in everything that we do. So your training in the gym may just be to crush in life, and that's totally okay. But we want, to, we want to understand that when we come to the gym, we train to be better at other things. We don't necessarily come to the gym to be better at the gym, yep. you know. But the, <laughs> the problem with these functional exercises and, uh, and, the, and, the and the coordination factor being the key component of w what improves yep. is that it doesn't develop strength. It doesn't develop flexibility or it only gets you started. And then, yep. and then the, the super compensation effect of that is very, very small and it diminishes very quickly and it's very hard to progress from there. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's so important to go back to basics and, uh, and, 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 you know, it's, it's really funny. On the way, I, I, I go for an hour-long run at, at, at 5.30 in the morning at the moment. I'm actually walking it mostly at the moment to go through a conditioning phase because my body is, is, uh, is just adapting to, to, that, to the mileage. Um, but on the way back from my, uh, from my morning walk, I did about seven or eight Ks this morning in an hour. I, I passed under the Harbour Bridge under a tunnel and there was a, a boot camp instructor there who had laid out a circuit and it's raining today. So I only assume that normally he'd be out in the, um, it, there's a park just outside, uh, outside the tunnel. But he had um, a van there and he had a, a chin-up bar set up. He had a squat rack set up. He had a deadlift station set up. And then it looked like he had like a, a kettlebell press station set up and an abdominal station set up. And I sat there watching for a while and he had about five ladies, five women doing a circuit. And I was like, kudos to you, brother. Like he's literally bucking the boot camp trend and delivering a, an, a strength and conditioning session yep. in, in an outdoor environment. You know, yep. he doesn't obviously have a gym that he can train people in, but he's brought the gym to the people. And I, you know, I thought that is awesome. Like, cause he's not falling victim to this you know a fad or yeah, yeah. you know getting people to dance around in the park and uh and, and you know re i'll remind you that that um doing these sorts of uh styles of exercise where it is sort of fad driven and it's uh and it's uh it's it's functional training you're you're you're, you're moving around in ways where coordination is a major limiting factor so you have to 
become coordinated at the movement and then uh, you can do it and it burns calories, it gets your body moving. There are initial benefits to that because yep. it's getting you moving, you know, and it's and, and it's going to displace some calories. And, and it's it definitely better than nothing. Like, 100%, yeah. 100%. But the problem is, and this is where why we're talking about athletic performance here, we're talking about how to become either a better athlete or, and, and, that, and that goes for everybody, you know, you're going to hit a glass ceiling uh, at some point, whether it's 30 days or, no, or 60 days or 90 days. Yeah. Uh, if you're well trained or you've got a history of exercise, it'll be the, the, the earlier. Uh, you're not going to develop anything anymore very quickly yeah. and it's yeah. going to become frustrating and, uh -huh. and you'll, pe you'll peak out your ability to, to develop fitness from that thing and you'll peak out your coordination and you'll be able to do the movements really, really well. And all of a sudden, there's no strength development occurring. There's no mm. flexibility development occurring and there's no fitness development occurring. So why the hell are you doing it? You know, mm. is it just so that you feel like you're doing something? Yep. You're offsetting some calories. Like why not deploy that into a workout where proper progressive overload is deployed, proper super uh, compensation is deployed, proper programming periodization is deployed and you not only offset calories now you yeah. are developing in every facet of human performance yeah. flexibility strength fitness yeah. and coordination at the yeah. same time you know you get the you get deep neural cognitive development you get neural plasticity because you're learning you're you're, you're you're learning really really good movements you know and and uh and we from time to time use complex movement patterns we we definitely use um uh sort of more complex movement patterns in our warm-ups you know it's things like test the water anyone who's done our warm-up uh programs and they've experienced rad's um martial arts touches uh that he's that he's learned from kung fu like movements like test the water there is a complex element to it you know mm. where, where there's a coordination factor but it's like done for two minutes and then we move on into and there's very very strategic reasons why we use it there for, for um blood um uh occlusion and blood flow occlusion and uh and warm-up and body positioning drills and 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 nervous system uh, uh adaptation and things like that you know yeah and so yeah i just i really want to get you guys thinking if you're doing a workout that is largely based around what what some people like to throw around the word functional uh the functional movement patterns you know um then and you feel like you're not progressing you've capped it out you've, you you're fit you're you you you're coordinated in those movements now you know think about whether it's time to put your time and effort and 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 sweat equity into something that's going to develop you properly you know strength flexibility fitness coordination uh cognitive function um and, and you know because you will get the the superficial benefits you're going to get the calorie displacement you're going to yep. get the coordination factor yep. uh you're going to get the entertainment trust me when you see your numbers there is nothing more liberating than than a than a, a man or woman watching their squat go up or deadlift yep. go up you know you see even the girls who came in fearful of weightlifting uh come in and watch their flexibility strength fitness tangibly increase yeah. on a week-to-week -week basis uh, in the gym, it is a very empowering thing to feel yeah. and experience. I like to think about um, the difference being like there's one being a workout and then there's one being a training program. Yeah. Like ask yourself, do you want just a workout that makes you sweat or do you want a training program that makes you better? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. Because, you know, strength is a skill. Flexibility is a skill. 
uh, fitness is a skill that, that needs to be practiced and developed. And we practice that in, in training, you know, we don't, we don't uh, just go and do a, 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 a sweat. There's so many more benefits to exercise than just burning calories, yep. you know? And I think that's, uh, that's sort of where we're at. And, uh, and, and, and there is so much opportunity out there with, with great programming. Uh, old matey under the, under, the, under the Harbour Bridge today in the tunnel doing his S&C circuit. Uh, you know, that's, that's brilliant. Who's you that? Know? I don't know. I have, no, I have no clue who the guy is. I just walked past the session and I was just really intrigued because he dragged out a proper chin-up uh, and dip station. He had a van and he just... Oh, had, he's, this is the same guy. Yeah, same guy, bridge, wow. you know. Yeah, and he had a proper squat rack, like a portable squat mobile rack set up. Yeah, he had like five barbells, you know. It was yeah. literally a mobile gym and I just thought, how cool guy. is that, you know. Yeah. Um, because... Not everyone has uh, has the access that we do to a to a great gym, and I just I just it was it just it just triggered something in me, you know, uh, that that made me think, oh, good, there's hope for humanity. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see more of them going around, honestly. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, the problem is the problem is that councils don't let you. Yeah. See, we got kicked. Rad and I did boot camp for a while, and we literally yeah. took over the local outdoor basketball court up at the park. Yeah because it was a flat slab of concrete. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we took up like everything, kettlebells, barbells, weight, uh, Olympic weight plates, you know, and, yeah. and battle ropes. And, and we set up like a proper S&C circuit. And it was, wasn't long before we were dobbed in by other trainers in the park yeah, who were doing right. this stupid, you know, functional yeah. dance move circuits. <laughs> and uh, and, um, and there's nothing wrong with dance. Dance is a great practice, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't develop strength, flexibility, and fitness the same as a proper uh, periodized program will with, yeah. you know, with proper planning, progressive overload. Yeah. And, th- and, and here is the key insight. Functional movement, functional movement patterns that, that, that uh, primarily only develop coordination or where, where coordination is the limiting factor are very hard to progress and there are limitations to the ability to progress them. You, you might be able to progress them a tiny little bit, but not much at all. Therefore, they provide a glass ceiling, a very, very limited opportunity for your body to adapt. Yep. And so it makes very little sense to be using them co- continually in a program uh, where you're trying to deliver a result to someone. Yeah. Okay, and unfortunately, the, the, the programs that do very well on this prey on the fact that there is a constant revolving door with people who are trying to get fit or trying to lose weight or trying to uh, transform their bodies. And generally, they don't last much longer than 60 to 90 days uh, before they fade off and quit, you know. And so they, they are able to stay in business because of that, because their programs can deliver an initial response, mm. but it, they, they, they seldom get the person beyond that 60-day period, you know. Yeah. We're making a great business, a lucrative business at Unity Gym out of capitalizing on those people who get to that 60-day point mm. and just go, holy crap, this isn't going anywhere. Uh, and then they come to Unity and go, my God, why didn't I do this earlier? You know, I'm actually now tangibly seeing results, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, it's quite interesting. We didn't come out with a question of the day, which was meant to be, have you ever done a program that uh, uses functional movement patterns that are really entertaining and fun initially, but then feel like you plateau really, really quickly? And, uh, and what happened? How did you break through that plateau? What did you do? Did you change the program? Did you change the coach? Did you change the gym? Or did you just educate yourself and see that it wasn't the right way to train beyond that initial just get started point? Guys, uh, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, we are going to go deep into this. We're going to talk this week about uh, why workouts have failed to progressively overload the body lead to plateaus, which we've discussed a little bit today. It's going to be fun having Rad on the show because he loves poking holes in shitty programming. Uh, why structure and supercompensation is key to a successful program and how we design UMS macro, meso and micro cycles to get better results. We are going to finish the week by lifting the curtain and showing you exactly how we do it in all of our programs. Our, our uh, UMS program that we deliver in the gym, which is slightly different to our UMS online coaching program where people generally have a little bit more time to spend on the coaching and also how we did it in our at-home workouts uh, uh, it's a consistent thing that we deploy in every program that we write because it works these these principles of strength and conditioning and sports exercise science have stood the test of time for decades and decades and decades because they bloody work and they should be used anyway thank you Richard for uh chiming in and uh <laughs> lee clements is saying prance and dance i call them a bit unkind uh there was literally a youtube channel i don't know if you've seen this lee uh called Pr the prancer or prancer size prancer size, it yeah. is hilarious if you haven't seen Check it, it guys go and watch uh go and search on youtube prancer size and it's this uh woman who has taken walking to a completely new level and good on her for trying to be innovative uh, and enjoying herself. Um, but it's a good example of, you know, something that sort of just, yeah, is just designed, just designed to burn some calories. Most of us want more. If you want more, come check out uh, what we do here at Unity Gym and uh, at least uh, join the, U the uh, UMS Movement Mastermind. And um, remember, guys, if you haven't already, smash up that like button. Let us know what you think, just like Lee, about the, uh, the concept of prancercise. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. I think Rad will be back on the podcast tomorrow as well. Thanks very much. And if you're watching uh, on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Mm. Good point, Richard. Good point. And give us a five-star review if you're listening to the podcast. It will help. We'll love you long time. Hey, we, cra we cracked 200 episodes last week. We did. On Friday. Yeah. 200 episodes and of the podcast on Friday last week, guys. Smash up listens. the like button for 200 and give us a five-star review for 200 if you've been listening this far. Uh, we're getting much more strategic and much more um, systemized about the content model that we're following. We actually have a series that we're going to roll through. Uh, this is the phase three of the series. The series is going to be uh, nine weeks and uh, we're going to get better and better and better at delivering. And there's really only so many topics that we talk about and until COVID's over and we can get guests on the show again, which we will have. That's why we have four chairs here. We have it built so that we can have great guests come in and we're going to be doing lots of that as soon as this damn health pandemic is sorted out and passed and over. And, uh, and I do believe that time will come. We'll see you all tomorrow health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there
Well, start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.